0: welcome everyone to the ottawa business podcast i'm your host paul Pajoni. here on the show we bring you interviews with business owners executives and key players operating in and around the ottawa ontario canada region we grab their insights on business marketing leadership and motivation we hope you'll tune in Welcome everybody to another episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagione. Joining me today on the show, we have Faye Antaki, Senior Marketing Director with World Financial Group for the past nine years. We're gonna be hearing all about her story as it relates to a career in politics, graduating on to become a mother of two, and then moving into the world of finance and running her own brokerage. For those business owners out there, we have a lot of great information to share for those of you looking to grow your business in 2021. You're going to want to tune into this. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagione. We have a very special guest here today on the show. Joining me today on the show, we have Faye Taki. Senior Marketing Director with World Financial Group for the past nine years. Faye, how are you today? Welcome to the show.
1: Great. Thank you so much for having me. Super happy and excited to be here.
0: Faye, maybe for the audience, um, I'm going to admit here I do know Faye. Um, Faye and I are both, I met Faye at the uh, local chapter of the uh, Business Networking International Group in Manitic. For those of you that are in the Ottawa area listening to this uh, wonderful, wonderful lady in my past life in the financial field, you can definitely sense uh, individuals like Faye who who really understand and have a passion for what they do and helping people with their finances. Uh, and I thought... It would be a great opportunity to dive into some of those, uh, th- those key characteristics that have helped her build her business for those, uh, those out there. But maybe just as a start here, Faye, we could sort of take a step back and take the audience uh, back to, to your roots here, Faye, and, and where you were born. Were, were you born in Ottawa?
1: Uh, yes, I was. I was born in Ottawa, although um, my uh, father was in the military, so we did move around a little bit uh we we ended up being in quebec city in um and uh, on the military base there um uh Val-Cartier. and then um, when i was about five years old my father left the military and then we came back to uh, to ottawa so i've been here ever since
0: oh excellent excellent so so how long were you were you in that that sort of military background
1: well, um, maybe until I was uh, age five, five or six, give or take.
0: Okay, okay. And in terms of siblings, are you, are where, where are you in 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 the? Oh, fact? I
1: have an older sister and a younger brother, so I'm the 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 child everybody wanted in the middle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that so you were lucky because you you had and you had a sibling at either at either side of you because I would assume when you're, I mean, I you were there at a younger age but it is probably a little bit more difficult to make friends if you're moving around as well and
1: yeah a little bit but you know I, we did make a friend and i'm still in contact with that individual still today like oh 30, very nice yeah 35 36 years ago wow. so it's uh, sometimes some friendships do stick so it's kind of nice
0: wow very nice very nice and you know in terms of of your your upbringing did you have any early role models as as you were you were growing up
1: Oh, I think I'd have to say that the biggest person that had the most impact in my life was my grandmother. Um, actually, we just had tea today, this morning together, and she's 94 oh, nice. today. Yep. She's how old? 94 years old. 94. 94. Yeah. Wow. So, those
0: are some great genes.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, every, all the best memories of my childhood come back to her. And um, wow. yeah, she, she played one of the massive roles. She's a very strong woman. She was a home builder. She raised a lot of her siblings, um, kids because, uh, as for French, um, you know, French families in Quebec, yeah. like they're massive, massive families. So some of her sisters were like 14, 15 kids. So she took on a lot of their kids and the new babies and,
0: okay. you know, and, and okay. helped
1: raise the family. So a very strong lady, strong opinions and, uh, uh, she knew what she wanted, and she made sure she got it. Um, but it was o- always in the betterment of everybody else. So I think a lot of my giving nature comes okay. a lot from her.
0: Right. Yeah. That would. Yeah. Definitely translate. Now, your 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 parents, if I'm not mistaken, is your your dad is is originally from Egypt. Is that correct? Yeah, from Cairo. Okay. What was that like, Faye? Was it was he very traditional or?
1: Oh my God. Yes. Super traditional. <laughs> like, oh. Um, so he's very traditional he had, and he's military. He that, was,
0: that must have been quite the mix.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it made it for interesting times. That's for sure. Although he <laughs> didn't stay with us too, too long. He left the, the family home when I was, I believe around 12. Okay. Um, okay. And, and that's okay. I mean, that's okay. My mom did the best she could, but it was mainly my grandmother that, like I said, that the ever forever presence that she had in our in our lives. But yeah. my dad, yeah, he the house had to be a certain way. I remember mowing the lawn when I was maybe like eight or nine years old, and shoveling all that snow, and it's just chores, 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 and expectations, yeah. and so yeah, it was yeah. pretty strict. <laughs>
0: oh, that's very nice. That's very nice. And and in terms of, um, you know, you mentioned your your grandmother being. Very much that that early influence, sort of, in your life. What would you say was was sort of that overarching theme then from in in, in your upbringing? Was it was it very nurturing? Very, you know, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. Um, I, it was always the family. The family always comes first. Always. Okay. Like you, you did what you had to do without complaining, but the family comes first. So whether it meant, you know, just lending an ear or a shoulder or nurturing or cooking, baking, or, you know, any type of health it's just family. You only have one and yeah. it has to come first. And yeah. Yeah, well I, I've translated that to my own family. Um, even till this day, I think about her and, and we're very close still. And um, she's sacrificed a lot for me to to make sure that I had the life I have right now.
0: Oh, very nice, very well said. Yeah, very well said. How how would Faye how would Faye characterize uh, herself in, in high school? Were you sort of
1: <laughs>
0: bookworm, the quiet one in the corner, the party animal, the job? Oh
1: man, no. Where does no. Faye kind of fit in there? Not at all. Not the quiet <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> were, were you the rebel, Faye?
1: Oh my God! Yes, I would say that I well, well, well. Let's let's go back. So my dad left when I was twelve, and then it was the party. Like it was so strict before, and you couldn't do nothing. I couldn't even have a friend over to the house, and I had like, I, like it was so so strict. And then when oh, so left, it's almost it's almost
0: like the pressure came off.
1: Oh yeah, it was the wild days. So yes, it was. <laughs> I was the rebel, I was the loud one, I had a lot of friends, I was the sporty one, okay. um, I was my first year in um, of high school, ninth grade, I was in every single sport I can think about even too much, <laughs> <laughs> anything oh, I awesome. can do not to be home, to remember all those things, I mean like, yeah, it was, and, and I was, yeah, kind of boy crazy too at that age, so okay. that kind of didn't help the sports and the wildness <laughs> in me, but. Yeah, I was, um, I remember in, um, you know, when they do, when you graduate, you have all these types of awards, like the fun awards. I had one, one of them was for the biggest laugh, like the most outrageous laugh. So I won that out of all my, my graduating class. And
0: and
1: that's just to say, just to say a little, I laughed a lot and I still do because life is too short. You got to be happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. Yeah. Did you have any interest growing up outside of Like you had some high school sports and anything, anything else or?
1: Oh, yes, for sure. I actually was, um, I did some Olympic wrestling. I was the first girl at the time. I was just a girl. I was in high school. Yeah. In high school. So uh, Olympic wrestling, I was the first girl to win a uh, championship into the ODSA, um, which was the provincial level. Uh, because that was the year that they separated girls and boys, that the girls didn't okay. have to fight the boys. And okay. then, so that was the first year, which that was kind of cool. And then I, um, I've been playing soccer since I'm about three years old, three, okay. four years old. And as soon as I could roll a ball and juggle a little bit, that's what I did. Uh, so I played provincial soccer for two years oh, when wow. I was Good in high you. school. Yeah. So I was wow. the sweeper, which means typically the last person in front of the goalie. And typically the captain of the team as well, because you direct the full play from behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're sort of the quarterback on the field there.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, so take us, take us along the journey here. You you graduate from, from high school and then, and then what happens to Faye?
1: I think I had interest just everywhere and not necessarily great in school. I just, you know, I didn't have a, that structure anymore that had been gone when my dad left okay. and my dad didn't just leave the house he left the country okay
0: right?
1: so so he had some presence and I'm the one that always kind of swung back and wanted to have a connection with him so when I uh, graduated I actually ended up going and traveled a little bit in Mexico um, I had done a, an exchange program in 11th grade and kept a lot of connections so I went back to see friends for for a little bit of time, had a great time, traveled the, you know, the Mexican country.
0: Um, okay.
1: and then I went to live with my dad, you know, okay. um, my, was he top- in Mexico? Oh no, sorry about that. My dad, uh, you know, he had married a Texan lady and had okay. established himself in Dallas at the time. Now he's been in Houston for over a decade, I believe, but okay. uh, at, at the time he was in Dallas. And, um, so I went from Mexico to Dallas and then, um, You know, I I, we were starting to look into, you know, colleges and stuff like that. But I realized that my English was really not that great. Right. I'm a Francophone. I'm a Franco-Ontarian. So so my English at the time was really not up to par. And uh, anyways, um, my father and his wife didn't think I would have been able to to succeed in college at the time. So I'm like, okay, and there's been another couple things, because obviously people that don't live together a long time will have some friction now that they're together all the time. So I realized that I was having some friction. So I decided to come back home before it was not fixable. So I came back home um, and pretty much one week after I came home back to Ottawa, yeah. I uh, was invited to a wedding, like a obviously uh, just the party of the wedding, not the re- like, I guess, the I guess the reception, not the dinner. Okay. Um, and that's actually the night that one of the nights that changed my life. I met my husband that night.
0: Oh, wow. So, come on.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was in August uh, 20, 90, uh, 1999. Uh, so I was 19 years old when I met him. And um, that was a great, it's almost like, you know, it had to be right. Karma. You leave yeah. a situation, you come back <laughs> and life changes again.
0: <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So you so you make it back to Ottawa. Uh, you meet Dan, and then what's next? What's next on the horizon for Faye?
1: Um, Then I'm like, okay, I got a, I got this guy. Like it's getting pretty serious. I'm like, I got to figure out what I want to do in life because I was good at a, I was good at, you know, a lot of things. Just I, I was not great at anything in particular. Okay,
0: like nothing really stood out.
1: No, like that's what I want to want to go and yeah, loving life. I mean, like, I'm not sure what else I was really good at. I was, I did great in gym and religious studies, so I'm like, well, why don't we go and study that?
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, good for you. So, I
1: went, yeah, so I went to uh, Ottawa University. Uh, My first year, I just did general arts because I didn't understand really what I wanted to do, but by the second year, I decided to do um, a double degree in. in uh, political science, so compared in uh, inter- uh, compared uh, politics and in religious studies. So that's oh, okay. what I studied. Is just I wanted to understand people and why people made a certain decision, which yeah. in turn now has helped me out immensely understanding people. And um, and then uh, all through that university time, my Dan and I were still dating. We moved in together. Um, we ended up getting married, uh, in 2004. Um, when I already, I I already had started a bit of a career in politics at the time in 2004. Okay. And, um, yeah, so we got married when I was 23 years old.
0: Okay. Well, that doesn't, that's, you know, there's another throwback that doesn't happen (laughs) as often anymore.
1: No, not so Uh, much now.
0: I, I, I do want to touch on though, um, if, if memory serves me correct, you had a summer where, where you were in university and you took time off to go to the Dominican and Haiti. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That now, was, uh, tell us
0: about that experience. Cause that's, that's a great story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It was, it was a, it was a, a, one of those that you just can't forget, right? Like it changes kind of, it kind of pivots your life and how your perspective goes from there. Yeah. Um, So I went for about a month. I went with uh, the Sacred Heart, the Sisters of the Sacred Heart organization uh, in Ottawa. And we're multiple adults that went. So in my group, we ended up being about 13, 12 to 13 people. And then so we went down. We spent about two weeks in Dominican Republic into the mountains teaching kids um, on, you know, some of the hygienes, but also mainly how to play games, how to play in life. Because the parents are already gone working in the fields. And the children are left to the to the um, disabled or to the elderlies in the um, in the little villages to raise them and to play with them. But these people are really—they're tired. They they either weren't also taught how to play. So so what ends up happening is that they end up hurting one another or animals, or they just don't know what else to do to pass their time. So I went down to teach them how to play, and that was. That was, uh, you know, oftentimes when you give time or services or love, you also receive quite a bit in return. And and that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, it doesn't take much to be happy in life. And therefore, mm-hmm. I, I still mm-hmm. apply that today and uh, not to be entitled. Um, that's part of how I'm I'm raising my children, because people that have less than us are happier than us. And I'm like, yeah. How do we? How do I spread this knowledge? How do I help others to do that?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. and then um, in Haiti, we ended up going and working into Teresa uh, Mother Teresa's orphanage, and we ended up uh, working oh, wow. into some uh, mm-hmm, some uh, private orphanages too for about okay. two weeks. And I was holding babies that were four or five years old that didn't know how to walk because they didn't have enough space to learn how to walk, and when you have like a hundred kids in orphanages that are all in cribs and you have no space, like no space between the cribs. But like, Like, are they in the
0: cribs all day? Is that, is that why? Like
1: sadly, because the, the survival base there is mainly like, I need to feed these kids rather than I need to teach these kids. Right. It's, it's, it's a different, they're so at the survival stage that they're not there yet to say, Hey, what more can I do? Yeah. Um, but no, some of these babies I was holding, I remember I have a picture of mine. I'm holding about two to three kids. Okay. Uh, I'm on a, um, I'm on a, I am on I am on ai do not know, those chairs go, that go back and forth. And then um, and in some of this, one, one of the kids had tuberculosis and the other one had HIV positive. And all I can tell you is that you don't want to cry, but your soul is crying because how else can I help? What else can I do? How I much see. love can I pour into this baby yeah. until I have to go? And, and that impacted me and still does today. Still does today. That's for sure.
0: That's, that's, that's very well said because I find so many, you know, a lot, especially, you know, especially in the past year when you look at you know, everything we've gone through with the pandemic, um, you know, sure, some of our freedoms have been restricted and the activities are curtailed. You can't see people, et cetera you know, but there's still a lot of stuff to, you know, definitely be grateful for. We all got our, you know, especially if you got your health, um, but seeing that in, in other, you know, countries like, like, like you say, where it's not first world and, and yet, yet they're happier. That's always, uh, always very to find.
1: Yeah. And, and I feel that's probably why this ep- pandemic for me and my family has been okay. Like in the sense of our mental health and, You know, because things can always get worse and I just don't want to wish, I don't want to wish any time away because it's all part of our growth and learning process too, as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so universities, uh, Ottawa U, then, then you start working in, in politics. What, what was, what was that like? Because that's, that can often be a little bit of a different. You know, so to so to speak, life as well. Politics can be very frenetic as well.
1: Oh yeah, I, you know, I, I love the conceptual, con, the the concept of politics. I love studying it. I love the people that I studied with. I loved learning about organization and the help they were bringing and NGOs, and I loved all that. and And that kind of wrapped into who I've become at that point. But then I found a door that opened up into. Um, you know, like Canadian politics, so federal politics instead of international politics. Okay. And and I kind of felt, okay, well, this door opened and the other one didn't open. I might as well take it. So I did. And I'm happy that I did. It was definitely a learning process. And, and one of that I needed to, I, I did a lot of growing through that process, um, but it didn't end up being exactly what I had thought it would have been. So what I wish is that, you know, like I wish somebody in politics as I was studying it, they would tell me, hey, Faye, this is the reality when you're in that career. Here's what to expect. And I'm not entirely sure. Had I known this, then I'm almost 99% sure I would not have gone into politics. Um, But I did meet some amazing people. That's for sure. I did learn a lot. It was a great, great opportunity to travel our beautiful country. And I did so about three to four times from coast to coast. Um, and um, it, all around, I I, w- I don't wish it away because it made me and it helped me become who I am today. But it was a hard period of time. I, I had to test my values
0: okay.
1: quite a yep. lot through the, okay. the, the experience.
0: Okay, okay. Now, no, I got to say this is... I, I really like this part of the, of the, of the politics story here, Faye. How, how was it yours that you become the French teacher and French coach to a former prime minister? Like, how does that come about?
1: Oh, that's a, uh, I think there were <laughs> only about four people in the whole, uh, it, it was, we were the opposition leader's office at the time. So I worked for the OLO and um there, I think there were only four people that spoke French, so I had an interview because I spoke French. N- not one because I wanted it, uh, but I'm I'm happy that I did. It, it, it did present itself. So again, another door opened and I walked through it, and I I interviewed, and I didn't think I would get it. To be honest with you, um, I was confident, and yeah. I traveled already so much extensively before, so I thought I would be a good fit for. For the role I also had to help um uh the the contenders spouse and be kind of a um a companion to to the individual so I had to do kind of both at the same time and I thought it'd be a good fit okay um so that's kind of how the interview process they selected me and it was about a seven eight week process like from the by-elections to the elections the federal elections that year and um You know, I, like I said, I, we traveled a lot and it was great, but at the same time, I was also trying to plan my, my, my wedding that was happening (laughs) in October. So elections are in June, July in 2004, and I'm getting married at like the first week of October, 2004. So, so I was definitely at a different place in life and I didn't understand how how hectic that would be because it was very hectic. Um, but but all around it, it it was really great. Met some. I'm still very close with some people from that time.
0: You're you know you're you're for the, for those in the audience that don't know you're 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 a very confident individual. Was did you have that same confidence as you know you get the job and now, you know not that there's any pressure you know you've got to teach the the prime minister how to speak French. But what was that like? Were did you have any nerves or?
1: Well, he already knew some French ahead of time and pretty much I wasn't writing these speeches. So I'm grateful for that because I I do not enjoy writing too much. Um, But, uh, all I had to really do is make sure that he was putting in the right intonation. He was doing the accords, um, like linking the words properly and doing, putting in the exceptions because I don't know if you guys know a lot of French, but there's a lot of exceptions out there. And, um, and I just needed to make sure that he sounded authentic as best as possible as an anglophone, <laughs> but French. <laughs> so, that was my role. I, I remember okay. the one day there, I don't know what had happened, but I needed to also put makeup on him. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, so I needed to put sometimes a makeup artist's hat, the French coach hat, the companion hat, the, the, I'm going to cart your luggage hat. I'm going to, you know, like <laughs> it was just moving all the time and adjusting fast. And yeah. if there's one thing I'm really good at is I'm really good under pressure and I adjust very fast to Yeah. On the fly. Yeah. Yeah. On the fly. And I'm not really shy, as I said before. So if I didn't know something and certainly words in English, there's some words I, you know, even today, I, I don't, it doesn't come out. So I yeah. mean like they understood that. But um I mean uh we did have some fun and I do have some fond memories from the from those times.
0: Oh awesome. Awesome. So so following that work, Faye, you moved to the uh believe it's the national youth is it the national youth center, encounters with uh, with Canada, where you traveled to France and
1: mm-hmm. yes, I became the coordinator of a national youth center called okay. Encounters with Canada that later on got purchased from, um, a department, um, a government department. Um, but it's, um, it's an NGO that's just linked with the government now and accepted a bunch of kids, about 100 to 150 kids every single week for 23 weeks out of the year, um, to do different things, which is really great because then it would give you an insight on, let's say, let's say your kids live in BC and they wanted to learn about law. Well, then they would come into law week and they would have like a mock trial and they would meet lawyers and art, art, uh, articling um, students and okay. learn more about that domain in Ottawa. Um, and then we had like the uh, arts week, uh, politics weeks, we, we had all these different types of weeks. So I was coordinating them and, and organizing all these kids every single week. But there came an opportunity to go and travel and to kind of touch base on my roots, uh, again, because my my maternal grandfather, he was a captain in the Vendus, um, which is okay. a, a company in Canada in uh, a Quebec company and then um, and it, it, it just really fascinated me this this military world because it, it just really holds really strong to close to my values so when I had an opportunity to go visit Vimy Ridge and Beaumont Amel and and um, I traveled with veterans with ministers which I had already known because of the wow. of uh, all the ministers they had known me because you know the the uh, election that was just prior to me moving, uh, changing jobs, and then just meeting old friends, and then just um, honestly, it just kind of humbled me, and how grateful I am to be Canadian. How oh, grateful nice. I am to be a French Canadian, and nice. it was so amazing to share that with youth. Right, I had brought about forty of the kids from the center uh, over to France for three weeks, and just to see their love for our country and our values, it, it just I don't know. I now I find that I'm finding myself translating that to my kids right now because yeah, yeah, I, I think some of these are some of these are the values that we kind of forget and we don't pass on too often. Yeah, and very I true. I don't want that to be forgotten with mine.
0: And and speaking of of your children, those your oldest uh, was born in in oh seven. Mattia. And, and then your daughter in, in, in 09, what, what was that like Faye, making, making that transition? Cause you're leading a very busy life before being a mom. And then, and then being that being a mom where you're kind of grounded, grounded in, you know, at the house. and.
1: Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it was a blessing to slow down a little bit. It okay. was a blessing to take all that time with my children, um, because we decided that after my son was born is that I wouldn't go back to work. Actually, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a decision. It wasn't a family decision. It was a me decision. And I, <laughs> <laughs> that's just who I am. And then I, 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 you know, I, I let in my husband and letting him know what was going to happen. And, um, hey, you know, hey Dan, first,
0: here's what's going on.
1: Yeah. He thought we would be always a dual income family and, and, you know what, for a time I thought that would be the case, but, but once I, I held Matthew in my arms, yeah, um, I, there's just no way no one can love him more than me and, and no one can raise him better than me and have the patience when, when, you know, you want to pull your hair from your head um, to, to still speak to him with love and tenderness and genuine like care. So. Again, I, I'm not against daycare. I'm not against any of those. Like it, th- This is just my journey, right? But yeah, um, it's uh, it's just not something I wanted to do at all when I helped my baby. Um, and I'm grateful because my daughter was the hardest one. And I'm not sure who would have had more patience than me with her. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm very happy and proud that they are who they are today. And my husband now, in turn, he thanks me for taking the time and having the patience and building our family because today he's reaping all the benefits from that they're oh, wonderful yeah. amazing open you know genuine individuals and and i feel personally that they have the values i wanted them to have
0: okay okay now now 20 you have you have the, the two children 07, nine, and then 2011 you start our World Financial Group. Mm-hmm. Take through that journey where you're at home, like you just mentioned, and 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 outlined it quite quite eloquently. Caring for the kids. What was that change to say, hey, I think there's there's something more here for me?
1: Yeah, um, I, I think we'll have to back up. Maybe three weeks after Emmanuel was born, my oh daughter, yes, okay. Um, Um, I actually, there's, I I don't understand how or what happened, but I fell sick and I became disabled. So, um, so here I am with a three week old and a two year old, and I'm not even able to hold or nurse on my own, my baby, let alone take care of a toddler. So what ended up happening is my grandmother who lived in Quebec city, she would come over and spend weeks and months at a time helping me out. Um, later on, she ended up selling her house in Quebec city and building a home two streets away from me. And she still lives there today. So we're a very, very close family. And my mom who used to live in Orleans, so about 25 minutes from me, she also sold her home in Orleans to move in with my grandmother, two streets away from me. So my family, like I said, I have family members just down the street, which is amazing. So that was the support I needed at the time. Um, but it was, I, I, you know, my husband and I and the family, we hit some hard times. Um, we also accumulated more more debt. That's what we owned. We owned a lot of debt by the end of the fourth year when I came across Royal Financial Group. And we okay. just, I, I had to look for something at this point. Um, okay. I just knew I didn't want to put the kids in daycare yeah. because Matsu wasn't, he hadn't started school yet. And I didn't want somebody else to raise the kids. I just had to work on my time. So, I actually came across World Financial Group because one of my great friends in politics, her sister came into WG World Financial Group and needed help with their training. So she calls me up and then she comes over with her trainer into my home and they show me this opportunity. And I felt there was yet another door that that, that opened that I was hesitant to go through, but it gave me all the... Everything I was like, it checked off every box I was looking for for an opportunity, right? Right. You could do it part time. You can make money part time, help families, make a difference, have some significance in your life. But you know what? It was mainly learning about money and finance that really appealed to me because I knew nothing about it. you right. I studied religious studies and politics and I was a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I, I had me, my husband and I, we had made some really bad decisions in 2007. Yeah. And you just, just and you don't know it. And no
0: fault of your own. You just don't know. Right.
1: Well, exactly. I guess you you hit it right there on the nail. It's like, wh- what I realized is that what you don't know in finance will actually hurt you. And then therefore, like, you know, like just to quote, it's just like power is knowledge. Um, but I also realized that if you don't know where to get this knowledge and the right one, then that can also put you at a disadvantage. Um, so Royal Financial Group was ready to educate me, to teach me on a part-time basis. I could still put my kids to bed. I can still raise them during the day and earn some great part-time income while making a difference. I'm like, whoa, like that's the whole deal altogether. <laughs> so I yeah. jumped on it. I was hesitant at first. I'm like, are they really going to give me my my promotions? Because in politics, that's not always the case, right? I, I, I You have your own, everybody has their own stories there, but that's not necessarily the case. I'm not, certainly not what I had, what I had lived or gone through. So I'm like, yeah. okay. So they pretty much said, this is what they said. Okay. Uh, he goes, if you do the black and white, no matter what you will get the, the, you will get your license and you will get your promotion. So I'm like, Okay. How fast can I do my license? He goes, as fast as you want. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be done in two weeks. I didn't, I had not seen the book yet. So, and it was not in French at all. So I had to learn English really fast. (laughs) And then, so I did it in two weeks. So two kids with a disability, I passed my license in two weeks. I did not sleep much, but I I got it done. I'm like, okay, are they going to give it to me? And they did. I'm like, amazing. And I'm like, okay, how fast can I get my first promotion? He goes, as fast as you want. I'm like, okay, two weeks. I'm like, okay, let's do everything in two weeks. <laughs> so then, I go and I get my promotion in two weeks, and they gave it to me without without nothing, no excuses, no hemming or n- n- no no hesitations. Like, here yeah. you go, congratulations, that was amazing. I got recognized and I got applauded and I got I felt I felt like a million bucks yeah. because at the same yeah. time, I was really saving money for people. I was helping them and educating them. Yeah, and I felt great. So that was the start of my 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 career with World Financial Group. the The first month was was key was key. Like it, it, without having that first month, I'm not sure if I'd have the success I have today.
0: Because oh, I needed awesome. to
1: believe in it as fast as I could, and then believe that I could do it myself.
0: And, and was was part of that? Would you say part of that learning curve too? Faye, was also applying what you're learning to your own situation and seeing how it's how it's how it's actually working tangibly in, in your life.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I started comparing the products I already had in place. I started to understand that I had because remember, I'm disabled, so I'm not eligible for traditional life insurance at this point. OK, uh, I I soon understood how to uh, how to calculate the right amount of insurance I should have had from the advisor That we had had for 13 years before. So we weren't with the bank, we were with an advisor, a one on one advisor. Yeah. And um, the insurance I had didn't even cover the mortgage of my home. But I remember him saying at the time that we were applying, Oh, you're just a stay at home mom. You're not earning any income. And I'm like, now that I knew and I understood, well, that's not true. If I were to pass away, my husband would have to pay for daycare. For, uh, you know, so help in the house, like a, some uh, cleaning service, potentially some food service, you know, like it would be a lot more expensive than just a stay-at-home mom. Like that's all I do, like like zero, right? Like I, I probably brought in zero, but I saved the family thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on top of the loving and, and the caring and, you know, the nurturing of the babies. So it's, uh, I, I started to understood the wrongs that were done to me. Uh, while I was an adult and I also started to shine some light on some of the wrongs that were done to my mom when she became a single mom of three kids when I was 12 and the decisions she made because of the advice and the poor advice she received. So I, I actually went back to her time, her hardest time in life and what could she have done better to be in a better position today had she simply had, the right education, not even the right products, like just right education.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then it it really kind of burned a fire on me. And I'm like, holy, I got a lot of work to do. I got to educate more people. And it, it gave that urgency that my business needed. And I needed to make that difference because I wasn't only happy anymore helping one or two families or three families on a monthly basis. Now I'm like, how can I do that on a Daily or weekly basis. How do how do I move faster? Because yeah. the need is bigger. Because it hit me in every stage. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To, 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 for the for those in the audience that, that don't know, Faye, uh, maybe maybe take some time to tell them uh, about World Financial Group and what. Hmm. So Group.
1: World Financial Group has been in Canada for over 25 years and over 45 years in the states. Um, It's a company. It's an independent broker company. Now, I did not understand what that word meant before. But let me just explain that. So uh, independent broker means that this world financial group, we don't own a product. So you'll never see world financial group investments or world financial group insurance. That's, that's not what we want to do. What we want is that we want to have like partnerships with the biggest and the best Canadian companies and have access to every part of their line of products. So then we can find and seek out the best product for every individual. So it's kind of a, a custom made shopping in the financial industry that we do for Canadians. And on top of that, we have over 50, 50 different partnerships. So we can really truly shop the full length of the industry Canadian nationwide. And then from there, because of the, 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 the i guess the sales force that we bring to the market because we're like we're over 10,000 licenses in Canada now so we're we're growing and growing and helping lots of families and because of that that force that we bring into these companies now they're giving us kind of like the Costco pricing so we have the edge on top of everybody else even their own products we there's a specific product now that that are made for WG clients. So they pay even less. So let's say you were to shop at, let's take, for example, uh, Avari, which is one of the biggest Canadian companies for insurance. Um, And then, uh, so let's say you were to purchase, Paul, a a policy from Avari from another advisor outside of World Financial. And then you come to me with the same policy, the same, same, same policy. I can offer it to you at lesser cost. And, and that's just the, some of the advantages that we have. Then okay. we can also just shop another company and, and throughout from there, just really shop the full industry. But I guess I don't like spending money, but I do love shopping and I get to do that for my <laughs> clients <laughs> all the time. So I'm enjoying myself, but mainly just uh, bringing on that education. And you know, I guess the, the main part, because I lo- I'm a humanitarian at heart, I, I dislike charging people for what they, what should be a right, what should be a, not a privilege, but a right. And I, I really think that's like financial literacy should be a right. Everybody has a right to learn about it. So yeah. we don't charge for the education. We don't charge for our time shopping. We actually don't charge for even the complimentary plan that we build our client for our clients. Okay. We charge um, the companies we use as we help a client. So it's the companies that we use that pay my commission fees, not my clients. So that's one of the parts I love the most, and it appeals to my humanitarian heart, is that the people that really need the help now. They, it's no longer can they afford the help. Now it's are they willing to learn? Are they willing yeah. to invest time and learn? That's that's yeah. the bottom line. And I found through COVID is that people are finally open to learning more. Okay. Finally oh, that's finding interesting. the time. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. Are, are you finding because people have more time? Is that it? They're finding more more time to set aside to for that learning piece?
1: Yeah. Potentially more time, more urgency, different situation, okay. more fear, sadly, more fear. Yeah. Um, maybe also because they, I don't know, uh, I don't know, maybe they dislike traveling to go and have and meet somebody face-to-face or dislike having somebody in their home and they have to clean their home to have face-to-face. I don't know what it was. Potentially all of the above. But yeah. I feel that it's been non-stop since the 20th of March, 2020. Wow, uh, that's right. Just non-stop. And I'm, you know, my kids ask me, he goes, Mama, you know, like, you know, are you tired? Are you doing this? You know, what's going on? How come you're working so hard? And it's not, you know, I love what I do. So it's, easy. it's not really work when you love it, but I, I usually tell my kids, I'm like, I think it's a, this is a right. I have to educate the people who want to be educated. And, um, and I think that sometimes waiting, if, if you keep postponing meeting people because you only want a you know, a five or eight hour day well then those people are going to be forgotten. They're already forgone by the traditional industry. And I just, I dislike when my family was forgone from the traditional industry. I for, I, you know, like, so I just didn't want to do onto others. That was done to us. Yeah. And then my kids are now super proud, super grateful. I'm giving them an, a you know, just a great example of working hard for other people and doing that difference. And, um, Although you can, you know, you know, the, the saying, take it easy, you know, just relax a little bit. I'm like, well, it's not time to relax right now. It's time to change time to educate time to help people yeah. time to yeah. make sure that the next storm that happens in our lives, that people are ready because I, I, you know, I just, I just want to help people to avoid whatever it is that they went through, however yeah. way I can help.
0: What were what were some of the early struggles when when you started you know, your business, Faith? Because I find a lot of people today get this notion on social media that it's easy, it's great, it's glamorous, it's and it's often often sometimes it can be. It, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but I I don't think that that's the majority of the cases out there, especially when when you're starting. So what what were some of those things that you went through, those struggles?
1: I, I think it was the learning curve. Um of this whole new world that I, I knew nothing of, but I think also it was as a confidence as I was before is that this was a different type of confidence. Is it like a whole new muscle I had to build on the professionalism confidence, the, you know, to, to really walk the walk here. And, um, you know, I had to do a lot of introspecting. I had to grow a lot, become very uncomfortable often I think also <laughs> this might be true for a lot of women out there is that um we just don't handle being rejected too too easily <laughs> <laughs> and that was definitely the case here I, I had a hard time getting rejected I you know I had been with my husband since I'm 19 I, yeah. I, I, I like I have never been rejected from a guy I've been with the same forever right when, so, when, so that was when, <laughs> you know what I mean s-
0: when you say rejection, like, are you talking about on the phone or in person, or well,
1: in business, yeah. So yeah, you are trying to close a deal. Yeah, all of the above, right? Meeting, just sitting <laughs> out, just putting yourself out there. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't really used to getting rejected at all. Like my kids did yeah. what I asked them. My, my you yeah. know, Like it's just <laughs> like you know, but but when you do call people and you 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 put your your passions forward and you want to just you know, uh, just I, I guess. Talk to people about what you love and what you're doing and just, you know, forever, if ever you had a need or maybe potentially, you know, people that you can send my way, right? Like for referrals and just kind of educate people. People can't send people your way if they don't know what you're doing, but it's to getting them to sit down or to come out to a presentation for them to see what you're doing. That was part of the rejection that I had to build up that, you know, the back, I don't know, the backbone or, you know, but, but tougher skin. I had to have a tougher skin. Yeah, and, I like to uh, call it
0: scar tissue. You gotta get some scar tissue.
1: Oh yes, okay. I like that. That's good. <laughs> right. So, so um I, I had to grow up a bit. I have to say I, I did. Um it, and put my really put my ego on the side because it yeah. was no longer about me. It was more about the mission, right? And I felt oh, very that very if, well said if people really, if people feel this is my thought. People feel my intentions are to help and never to harm but simply to help and to add and to give them support and education then they'll never feel i'm talking to them to get something from them because i'm not i'm really doing this for people because through this process i've gone out of debt i i right like we have nothing else owing we have a mortgage and that's about it um owing um we have a style of life that gives us a lot of options right now today but that was not the case back when i started so yeah. how do you start walking the walk and getting all these rejection is i just needed to keep in front of me why i was doing what i was doing yeah was that's doing a good that point perm- yeah having
0: that purpose in front of you
1: yeah so and intention purpose and intention yeah yeah yeah. Intention. very good yeah to always help and their purpose to make a difference in others' lives and to just keep focus on that because I feel that people can feel even on the phone your intentions and your purpose will always shine through every word you speak. And yeah. um, as long as I always kept that in front of me, then they knew that everything that they send my way, referrals would always be appreciated and treated with utmost respect and that I would represent them as best as I could. Right and and do a difference help this family out and that's that's the most important part.
0: So I, I and I think I know the answer to this because you, you kind of touched on it. I think if someone was starting a business today, Faye, what what advice would you give them? Besides, and I think keeping that purpose in front of them is very important. Anything else you would add to that or
1: intent purpose, but also you need to get uncomfortable. I think that everything. Oh, wow, that's for, really well said. Yeah, well um, said. I think everything we wish for in life is in our, in the uncomfortable space. Yeah. Because if we already were the person we needed to be, then we'd already be where we were supposed to be. So yeah. True. We need to always keep growing personally. Um, we need to always keep, you know, like getting uncomfortable, just like I, like Kitty, this is not something I usually would do. Right. So just always Keep growing. Mo- stumbling forward is something I have been doing forever. Stumble forward. Don't ever yeah. wish a time away. Just stumble forward. Keep progressing. There's no perfection, only progression. And I never expect perfection for myself. So therefore, I'm never too hard on myself. I give myself some grace. As a yeah. woman, that is very hard. And I would say as a mom, you have to give yourself some grace. And if you have a daughter, you have to even more so she can learn from you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm very passionate about how I, I raise my kids and how I have to lead by example because my kids, my daughter will be who I am and my son will marry who I am. So I got to be the best I can be because I want them to have the best partners and the best success in life ever. Yeah. and And that's important to me.
0: What, what would, and well said, well said, Faye, that were very well said. Uh, what, th- what three things, and I know sometimes it's difficult to narrow it down to three, but if you, if you, if you can, what, what three things have had the biggest impact on your success?
1: Three things. Um, I had a mentor, I had multiple mentors, um, and I had complete utter faith in them that they would do the right things for me and by me. Okay. Um, so, so you're, are you,
0: are you speaking about mentors you work with?
1: Yep. That work with me. I'm okay. the mentee. Right. Um, but people that I'm not in competition with, um, they are uh, hands down would always, always, you know, like be truthful to me and, and genuine and, and just authentic with me with their opinions of what I should do and how to go forward. And sometimes I was lost in business. What should I focus on? And they were just saying, Hey, they just brought me back to the fundamentals of business. Yeah. Uh, so one is finding the person that without a shadow of a doubt will always have your back and will mentor, mentor you. So they need to be mm-hmm. ahead of you in business yeah. and they need to have at the very least, if not the family life or the personal growth that they have, but at the very least they need to have something that you want. Right. Um, okay. So for me, I found people that have the businesses And the integrity that I want in myself. So that's who I have. And that's who I surround myself with. That's number one. Number two is, (laughs) um, tip is, if at the end of the day, you have what you want, but your family's gone, are you still going to be happy? Probably not. So your family has to be number one priority. It has to be. It has to be. I think if you do that, and it's it, it, although number one priority does not mean that you spend the most time with, Right, it right, just right. means that yeah. you would do anything for, right? And that includes working really hard, um, but you always have their best interests in mind and that you listen to them. So when it's time to, family time, your phone is gone. You're not on it. You're not paying attention. You're not replying to texts or emails or whatever it may be. Like your phone is gone um when somebody's speaking you listen um but also likewise if i'm working i'm not listening to my kids i tell them you have to work until you yeah, have to wait until i'm done working so yeah. dividing the boundaries yeah um, good point yeah as, as best as you can right yeah especially in the so, past year when
0: everyone's working from home too, when those boundaries can get can get blurred
1: very yeah easy. for sure for sure I think just having a really good schedule. So then that would be my number point. My second point is don't leave your family behind. And then because people that grow together, stay together, and I'm not doing all this to be alone at the end. And then my third point would be the most important things in your life, your what, you know, like your priorities, everything should be down in a schedule. Um, So you, I I schedule everything. I schedule my personal time. I schedule my family time. I schedule my business time. I schedule my team time. I schedule my faith time, my fitness time. I schedule all my time is all divided in my schedule. And my my responsibility here now is to run my schedule, not let my emotions run my life, but let my schedule run my life.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I feel that. Everybody that says, "Oh, I ran out of time." Well, it's because you didn't schedule. Yeah, very, properly. yeah, very well
0: said. Yeah, no, very well said.
1: Or yeah. people say, "Hey, I'm, I'm um, not feeling all that great today. I'm going to take time off." Well, no, uh, that's now. I schedule my time off. I schedule my weekend when I want to. You know, like there was a family day that just passed. Well, I did. I didn't do a family day. I that was a business day for me. But I schedule family days whenever I want. Right. So it's um, yeah. it's just. You know, you never ask somebody who has too much time to do something because they'll never find the time to do it. You ask somebody who has <laughs> no time to do something because they'll always find the time because they schedule. They're master of their schedules. So yeah. my three points to you were those um uh, mentor, family first, and schedule your like let your schedule run your life because you've already placed on there what was the most important part to you. Yeah. And then you got to run your schedule, not your emotions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, well said. What does what does a typical day look like, Faye? Like oh. a day, take an average day. Time you get up, time you go to bed. Like, what what does it look like?
1: Typically, uh, well, I've just finished one of the greatest books. I, I think we'll talk about that li- a little. Yeah, later yeah, on.
0: hold, yeah, hold that thought on the book.
1: <laughs> but uh, this book, um, um, you know, since January, I've been getting up at five a.m. every morning. So five a.m. I uh, do a twenty-minute workout. I will do a 20 minute meditation, mindfulness, uh, prayers, and then I will do another 20 minutes of journaling or reading, um, writing letters to uh, my family members or something that makes my heart feel really, really good. So that's what I do from five to 6. a.m. then from six to seven is going to be some personal stuff. Uh, if yeah. I'm really tired, I may even just go down for another nap, right? Like actually that's probably the best sleep I'll get from the whole day. <laughs> 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 right so uh you know at the very least I'll, I'll i'll keep doing some activity or if i'm really tired that's what i'll do and then uh from seven to eight it's going to be with the kids well seven to eight thirty ish and then i'll okay. start working about nine o'clock so nine, 9 um nine to two every okay. day so i'll do some training and appointments um every like that's what i'll do and then um from two to four, I pick up the kids from school. So I get a bit of a break. I go out, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll spend some time outside. And, you know, uh, that's the family time. We'll spend talking the whole week. Uh, yeah. We're like two hours together the whole time. So and then four to five, I'll make dinner or I'll do homework or I'll correct something that happened like a, a habit or a reaction of the kids or a discipline or whatever that may happen. It's still family time. So two to five is usually family time. We eat dinner together every day and typically from six to typically 10 o'clock, I will be working again with clients or teammates or doing some training. So okay. um, from six to 10, that's going to be either four appointments, four to three appointments or with some training in there. It, it Every day will be a different day.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. But yeah. generally that's about it. I'll go to bed. Uh, I sleep very fast. So then I'll, I'll be, I'll be in bed usually about 10, 15 ish and then, uh, wake up again at five. So I get a good seven hours plus maybe a mini nap. So seven and a half hours to, you know, if I could get, if I have my nine o'clock that reschedules, then I'll go to bed early that day and I'll call that a win. And then, um, you know, because you know, life happens with, for your clients too. And sometimes they reschedule or they forget about it or whatever, maybe. So those are the times I go to bed a little early. So I get about a good eight hours a day at that point.
0: And, and what, what is this, uh, this book that you've, you've read that we should, uh, I was going to ask what three books you'd recommend to others, but you, since you led with it, let's, let's go with that. What, what, tell us about okay
1: um Well, that one specifically, it's, it's, I don't know if I would say it should be your first book. I certainly was not my first book, my first uh, uh, personal development book, but it's one that I love. Uh, This is called from, uh, so the 5am club from uh, Robin Sharma. Okay. Um, that has been a, a book that's had so much impact on me and my, just my habits, because once you understand that your life is run by habits, then if you control your habits, you control your life. Okay. Um, And, and that's the premise of this book. It's been, it, it was, it's so amazing. So amazing. Wh- what's it called again, Faye? A, uh, the 5am Club. Okay. From Robin Sharma. Yeah. Any, um,
0: any other yeah, books you'd recommend?
1: For sure. Um, the book, my first book, my first personal development book is still the one that I purchased for all my new licensees on my in my brokerage. Um, because I feel like that is the one that will help you grow and get out of your comfort zone like very, very fast. It's from Dale Carnegie. Um, and it's... Um, how to win friends and influence. And influence oh, okay, before. very nice.
0: Oh, very nice. That's a classic.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a Good classic. It's amazing. Um, I have read that book about six times.
0: Yeah, it's a great one.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's uh, That that's one that I love. I love so much. Yeah. So that was that would be the one that I would uh, I would say to read on an annual basis until you've become where become who you want and until you're where you want to be in your life. Yeah. And then the third book for entrepreneurs and mainly, mainly for entrepreneurs, this one, this book, pretty much everything that all the ups and downs and all the frustrations and disappointment and rejection and, you know, the building of yourself. This is the book that has helped me out the most. Okay. It's called the Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. From Darren Hardy. Okay. Oh my God, that book is priceless. Um, It's one that I've read many times as well. Uh, He has audios, but I've I've actually I like actually reading the the actual book, highlighting and and writing notes and all that stuff. Yeah. uh, That one gave me hope, gave me faith. Um, You know, like it it did it, it, it. You know what? It explained people. It explained them. I didn't understand um, sometimes while people say they love me, they also didn't want me to win. I didn't understand that part. Like, I didn't understand why some people supported with like, you know, I'm quoting, air quoting now, now supported me. But in behind, when I couldn't meet them on Thursday night or on Monday night for our drinks, that they would talk behind my back because mm-hmm. I would be moving my business forward. I work evenings. Mm-hmm. So- but this book explained everything. It, it explained the psyche of people. Okay. And I needed oh, that to feel good and knowing that I was on the right track and I was, I, I, you know, just to keep pushing through. When you're going through a hard time, don't back up through the same hard time, punch through and how to put more fuel to my, my fire. Yeah. I, this is the book that helped me push through my hardest times in business.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: So, yeah, those are my three books.
0: What, what about a movie or a series or something, anything? Not that in your day you've got tons of time to watch stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, I,
1: I do, though, but I, I watch Netflix when I do my hair and my makeup. <laughs> 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 it's the only time no, I have Nothing to like, like
0: multitasking, Faye. Like, nothing like multitasking. Well,
1: you don't have to watch it. I just listen to it, right? Okay. So, what,
0: it, so what do you got on while you're doing your hair?
1: Well, I just, well, it, it's kind of funny. I just finished on Netflix. Uh, let me go. I don't know the all oh, the full name. It's the scandal, the college scandal that just happened. It's a documentary. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah.
0: The, yeah, I the just finished scandal. that
1: one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so documentary, I like those. But I think, uh, if anything, I, I do love people. So if I'm in front, actually in front of the TV, not my phone, um, I like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette because at the end of the day, really, I, do, I know you would never think so. Of me, I never
0: would have thought you would. Have I know, that. never.
1: I just, I, I people fascinate me, and I try wow. to, I, I try to, I try to put percentages. Oh no, not this person because of this, and you know, like <laughs> the the uneducated psychologist in me. <laughs> Or the non-degree psychologist in me Is trying to judge who's going to pick who and why And at the end And anyways It's uh, just just by what I know from people yeah. And who would be a good fit with who And anyways I just uh, Yeah I know you, <laughs> you oh, would never awesome. think I, I so nev- No, I never,
0: never would have thought And it's nowhere near Chance of me landing on that channel and staying on it <laughs> No thanks. <laughs> no thanks.
1: I know it's just you know what it's a. I can't explain it too too much other than the fun of me trying to guess who and what and why and and, and that's that's it. But other than that, I don't watch too many other things. I I love music. I love um, reggaeton and salsa and bachata and you know like anything Latin. It just has so much beat, and I think it's kind of conveys to my time in Mexico and Dominican. Okay. And okay. And, just life and movement and colors and splash of energy. And, and for me, uh, that changes my state of mind. Yeah. So I listen to, yeah. Yeah. Like some great music. I will, I, I won't even remember pretty much why I was sad or why I wasn't laughing at something or, you know, yeah. like my, yeah. like it just changes my state of mind. So I'll probably turn to that a little bit more on top of podcasts.
0: What what would you say uh, on sort of the podcast? You know, the podcast channels. What 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 would you say you're listening to on that end?
1: Oh, that you um, recommend to others. So, well, it's kind of funny. Somebody asked me once, goes, "How come they're all guys?" I'm like, "I don't know. How come they're all guys?" But I oh, there's lots of women.
0: That, there's lots of women on the podcast.
1: Uh, I know there's lots of women in podcasts. <laughs> it's just that I, I just I don't know. I, I'm pulled. Yeah. More towards these two people. Okay. And it's not the only ones, but these are the most common ones. For sure, once a day I'm gonna listen to these two guys.
0: Okay. So the first
1: one, yeah, his name is Ed Milet. So Ed. Yeah. So Ed leg he's one of the founders of World Financial Group. I've met him in person multiple times. I've been in his training year after year after year. I grew up in business from his audios and his, you know, how to set up an appointment and all these great things. Like I had his voice in my head for 10 years. So now he's come up with these great podcasts and great interviews with amazing people. And I'm just discovering a lot of things through him. So he's the one that I'll be listening to the most. Then- okay. There's, um, uh, on my spiritual side, my faithful side, uh, his name is Joel Osteen. So okay. Joel Osteen, the next time I go to Texas and visit my dad, I am going <laughs> to his church. I, I am going. It is, it's a done deal. I, I, he has a spirituality that connects with me, but also an entrepreneurship mindset that he yeah. binds together. And actually helps me out a lot to overcome some of these challenges I've had. And it's just like how to forgive myself, how to move on, how to yeah. how how to say, you know what, it's okay. Like how to forgive other people. It's it's, I don't know, how to punch through something. It's just so amazing. So amazing. There's some of his that I, I'll I'll just save and listen to them over and over and over again. And well, then if excellent. I were to choose. A third one, I would say David Goggins.
0: Oh yeah, David Goggins. Oh, he's great, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not to listen with your your you know, if your kids are 13 years and younger. (laughs) (laughs) But but my That's like listening to
0: that's yeah, that's like listening to Gary V. It's it's a little rough at times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But David Goggins, oh my god, like the perseverance that he has, the determination D, you know, like just I I want more of that. I have a lot, (laughs) but I, I think to get where I want to go next, I'm going to need to adopt a lot better habits, a better mindset, and just to kick up a notch in determination and just saying, yes, I can. And I will, here's how I will Right, Like the stuff he's had to go through and live through and persevere through. I, I admire him and for him to be ex former military. I admire that too. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. you know, those three guys resonate the most with me.
0: His book is very good, too. Very, very, very good. Very
1: yes, good. I think it's on my husband's uh, to buy list for me. So so <laughs> I, I, I've been waiting to, to read it.
0: <laughs> Mother's Day is coming up. Dan, are you listening?
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope so.
0: <laughs> um, you know, for, for those families out there maybe being local here to, you know, the Ottawa and surrounding region, uh, any shout outs you you would you'd recommend for for somebody looking for it's a Friday night and they want to order in or Saturday or whatever
1: oh man uh, well I um, there's a local little eatery here called hunters okay. uh, hunters uh, yeah eatery it's so amazing on bank street that that is an amazing place so okay. shout out for them that, yeah. um, and and shy of that I just no longer um i I just shop like i buy from stores in ottawa i um, i just do i want to support them i think that as a business owner you know some people not everybody has come out with flying colors and some are really hurting so although i love the amazons and i'll buy from the amazons and stuff i can't buy from local places yeah i will i will do local for sure yeah
0: Yeah, well said what about a favorite uh, social media personality that you'd recommend to others. Anybody you follow on social media? I know you're you're big on LinkedIn and yeah,
1: I, I, LinkedIn. that's a hard one for me because uh, that's that's fairly new to me. Yeah, um, but I I would say just again on the business side of things to you know you know how to persevere. Uh, I love the Steve Holbrooks, uh, Ed Miletts yeah. Um, and just oh, there's so many great hints and tips about leadership. I uh, the quotes that people put up, you know what? There there's some of them that I I will just kind of screenshot and keep and and keep reading because yeah, they can become quite a, um, an affirmation um, goldmine for you to change your mind, your state of mind, and yeah. you know, uh, like your your state of mind is all that matters, right? At the end of the day, if you're happy. Even with bad things happening through the day, but if you stay happy and positive, well, you've still had a great day, right? Tomorrow's a new day too. Stay positive. Yeah, stay happy, yeah well said. Yeah. Find time to laugh. Find time to enjoy yourself and your family, and to be grateful of what you have. And I think through all my experiences and you know uh, I, this, I, I've seen people a hundred times worse than us. Hundred times worse, and yeah. they were the happiest people I think I can remember, even to this day. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna keep having that thought to me because uh, that was that. It, it's important per- perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. It definitely keeps you grounded, that's for sure. When people hear the name Faye and Tacky, what do you hope they will say?
1: Oh man, I, I hope. I guess on the professional side, I hope they'll say that she's knowledgeable. She's transparent. And she has a lot of integrity because I will never ever recommend something that I personally would not do myself in their situation. Um, I will never do what's better for me. I will always do and, and gear towards what's best for others first, because, uh, people first, that's for sure. That's, that's my, one of my mottos. They will come first. What's coming my way will come my way no matter what. And then, um, I think on a personal side of things, I hope people would say, you know, or think and, and associate with me, uh, I'm light. Um, I'm caring, loving, genuine, and authentic because to be honest, I would have a hard time sleeping if that wouldn't be what I think my family thinks of me. Yeah. And I know they think like that of me because we're a very, very open family and we talk about these things and, and we say what we're grateful about and, um, yeah, I just, that's, that's what I would hope people would think of me.
0: That is, uh, that is very well said, very, very well said, Fate. I, uh, I've taken up more, more than enough time here with you. And I, I, I certainly thank you for coming on the show here and, and sharing, uh, sharing your wisdom with, uh, with the audience here. I wish you much success uh, this year is celebrating your 10 year anniversary uh, at world financial group and uh and and many many more years uh ahead out there. That's uh, that is you know hopefully uh you know covid gets behind us here and we can we can get back to uh get back to normal and back to back to our families as well.
1: So thanks awesome.
0: for for coming on the show here Faye. I Really appreciate well, it.
1: Well thank you for inviting me. I'm super happy we did this and and um yeah, I'm I'm honored and super appreciative. Thank you Paul.
0: Yeah, okay. Thanks. For those in the audience looking for additional information from our guest, Faye and Tacky, you can reach Faye by telephone or text at 613-282-1687. That's 613-282-1687. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. We truly hope you found something of value in the show that you can use in your business or personal life. Please remember to like and subscribe to the show. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite player. Thank you.